Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. your boxes, I'll get out. You can't hold me in these chains, I'll get out. Father, free me from this bondage, knowing my condition is the reason I must... Hello, and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. I am in the car like a champion. (laughs) Um... To be perfectly honest, I am outside my neighborhood library, and my reward for doing my work is that I get to go inside and pick up all the books that have been reserved for me. That is the truth, and I'm a nerd, and I fucking love it. So if you have any book recommendations for me, uh, I had a very heavy-hitting month of July in which I tackled, like racism and misogyny and just like all the things non-fiction this is my face right you can feel my face it's not good so in august i am all fiction all the time if you have recommendations fantastic and if you're like i suspect you'll go back to non-fiction eventually yes i will also take non-fiction suggestions um but fiction is particularly interesting to me at this very moment okay so this is Choose the Important, which is snippet number two of the Stewardship Curriculum. So I am not sharing the entirety of the Stewardship Curriculum, which is three full days long. I am giving you the briefest of brief snippets to give you an idea of the way that we begin to go into the spaces. So step one, or snippet number one, was Stop the Overwhelm, and that's episode number 165. You don't have to listen to that first, but it makes sense to, um, these are kind of like, there's a one, two, three, four, um, it goes in order, but it's also a sort of compass point. Like you can just keep going around the compass indefinitely so that, um, by the time you get to four, you probably need to start working on one again. Like it's a spiral of life sort of a thing. So this is part number two, which is choose the important. This is the news flash. It's not a news flash, which is what's important in your life is probably some combination of your health, your work, and your loved ones. Now listen, I have an asshole story because you know I'm going to tell you asshole stories, which is that I was like, my health is not that important. That basically 
Um, the long journey to the body is the one to listen to. If you want to know about like me just believing that I was a walking brain for a very long time, because that's what I do. And so my body was just not that important. And even though I did, like I've done CrossFit and yoga and I've, you know, sort of worked on a bunch of things and I can be physically in my body, that's a step away from health. So for a long time, I ignored a lot of things because I wrongly thought that my depression was the cause of absolutely everything else instead of, hey, all these physical symptoms could be influencing you and could be causing depression or contributing to it. I sort of just put a blanket over depression, said, this is just the way it is. It's never going to change. There is a podcast episode called, that, called That's Just The Way It Is. Um, so I didn't really deal with it until it got so bad that uh, 11 months ago, I gained um, 20 pounds in six weeks. And I'm not repeating that to be dramatic. And you're like, yeah, Jesus, I've heard this before, Kristen. Got it. Just filling you in in case you're new. 20 pounds, six weeks, not pregnant, not anything that would normally cause you to gain that much weight. Not like on a cruise, not on a honeymoon, not just eating cheesecakes and bathing in ice cream, like nothing, right? Just normal eating equals this massive gain that wasn't explained. And so on a scale... On a blood test scale, for some of these markers for thyroid, uh, the scale is 0.5 at the bottom, 3 at the top, right? Uh, those are, That's, you know, normal. That's where you're supposed to be, quote-unquote, normal. I was a 19.1. <laughs> and this is not like an overachieving thing where, like, we're supposed to make this much money, and instead we made six times more. This is literally off-the-charts health horror that led to all of these things. So, um, so I was, when I was at the 19, like off the charts, I had gained the weight. I had this horrible dry skin. I couldn't stay hydrated. I was sleeping for 16 hours a day. I was waking up tired. I couldn't actually form sentences, even though that's my job. At some points I would switch words. I would forget words. I would use the wrong words. Really, really basic life things, forming sentences, really, really difficult. And so the important thing for me was to focus, choosing the important for the last 11 months has been focusing on my health with every ounce of my available energy. That meant that I was seeing my doctor every 14 days. That meant that I was nothing short of vigilant about my nutrition, that I was doing breath work at least once a week, if not more, that I was scheduling acupuncture treatments on the regular, and then I was being honest about like whether movement is a possibility or whether that's sort of you have X amount of energy, you're going to use it all up to get a gold star for the day. And is that a necessary thing? There were lots and lots and lots of tears. But this is, in fact, important. This is health, right? Like this is my ability to think, to make sentences, to function at the most basic level as a human being. There isn't a whole lot that is more basic than the ability to sleep to wake up, to, um, to form thoughts, and then to express those thoughts in some fashion. So unfortunately, we have to give ourselves over to the important, because important is not necessarily convenient, important is not necessarily fun, important is not necessarily sexy, but important is acknowledging what needs our energy at any given time. So social media can be incredibly urgent, can be incredibly beneficial, but is very rarely important. 
just like your thigh gap or whatever it is that's going to lead to the next amazing thing in your life that is external to you, like your six-pack abs or your next kind of orgasm, it's, it's probably not deserving of the number one spot if you're giving it more attention than it's worth. Um, the six-pack abs are not going to solve your financial crisis or um, having a thigh gap is not going to make a person that doesn't love you love you. And if it does, it's for the, all the wrong reasons. Um, that Netflix and Hulu and the tasks that you do to avoid taking on the actually important tasks, like all the things that you do before you um, work out or before you make a meal or before you do X that you have decided is actually important. Um, that's not it. And you don't have to, we can actively not do those things. We can actively say, I'm not going to waste a bunch of time. I'm not going to procrastinate using X, Y, and Z. I'm just going to do the important thing. And you can totally reward yourself like with library books. I also want to be clear that when I say what's important is probably some combination of your health, your work, and your loved ones, whether those are like pets or the world, your community, your partner, your kids, your grandkids, your partners, whatever you feel, um, your friends, your family members, your co-workers. That doesn't have a limit on it, but there's this, this thing that is your health, your work, your loved ones. It's going to be the kind of three things that I've never met anyone who's like, I don't know. None of those things are important. Like, okay, um... Well, it's probably some... No, I've never met a person who was like, no, I don't care about any, any of those things. So I just want to be clear that self-care tasks that feel nice, but that sweep bigger issues under the rug do not count as taking care of or being important to your health. So for me, um, self-care, quote unquote, might be that I quote unquote, treat myself and have ice cream, which is actually not contributing to my health because dairy and sugar do crazy shit within my body at this moment. I am not judging you or your body. And so I really, 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 really need to avoid sugar for my health and well-being at this very moment in time. And so what I can pass off as self-care is actually not contributing to health. So that's the place where we can look for sneaky little bypasses around actually doing the important stuff. What looks important, like social media, but is not actually important because it's not actually contributing to your work in the world. Or it is, but you're avoiding doing your work because you're playing on social media. So there are these things that get in front of us. Okay, this is the thing that is important. Okay, and then this looks like the thing... So I'm going to do that instead. So health, health, self-care, they're different. Business, social media, they're different. And then being with and caring for loved ones and just like generally being in the same room but on screens, they're different. So it's partly just not lying to ourselves about where am I placing an emphasis on what's important and where am I sort of shifting it so that it's, it seems good, but it's not actually working for me. And if you're like, yes, okay, fuck you. Okay. I don't know how to choose the important, or this seems really, really esoteric. Let's go with this. I have some questions. Where are you lying to yourself about your priorities? So I know a person who says, absolutely, family is the most important thing, period, full stop, no question. Absolutely. And that person spends 
21 to 23 days a week traveling far, 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 far from the family. So like to me, that doesn't quite line up. Um, where are you lying to yourself about your priorities? And I don't want to be judgy. So I'm telling you about myself and me as well. Um, if my priority is health, I absolutely do not want to go to the gym, but also I do, but I don't want to. Um, and so if you're like, no, 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 my priority is health. Health for me means X, Y, Z. And I haven't done X, Y, or Z, but I still really, really care about, um, what that could mean is question number two, what do you feel should be a priority, but you don't actually care about it right now? Um, you might need permission to break up with it, which is granted. Like I have broken up with, um, with Twitter, with Facebook, with, um, clients that didn't work out, though that's incredibly rare at this point. Um, I've broken up with multi-pillar programs. I've broken up with video, I've broken up with the podcast, but then got back together with it. You can break up with stuff. And even though I was telling myself for months, like this, this should not be your number one priority. You have to take care of the business. You have to take care of X. You have to take care of Y. When your health fails in any capacity, um, it, it naturally skews the rest of your priorities. And so I had to put health as number one. And then, so I didn't necessarily have time to like optimize my Instagram for maximum interaction. So, you know, like what should be a priority, quote unquote, just didn't, had to fall by the wayside. So choosing the important means that the things you quote unquote should be doing, you just don't have time for. And you let yourself not have time for them instead of feeling guilty about it. Question number three, what won't be possible in a month or two? Now, depending on where you're listening from, that's going to change seasonally. For me, I had this point last week where I was done with all my work and brain is like, you have to keep going. You can fill, there's more time in the day, fill it up, do the work, work ahead, keep going. And then some other part of me was like, hmm, it is August in a month, you will, you will physically not be able to go to the pool because it will be closed. It is 90 degrees out. It is sunny. The pool is open and you know that it's not particularly busy at this time of day. And so I went to the pool. So, because no one's handing out gold stars, no one is looking down on your life, handing out little checkmark stars for everything that you've done. And when you realize that you can play the game of what will I not be able to do in a month? So what you can do in August is very different from what you can do in, let's say, December. And can you take advantage of those things? There is no way to celebrate Christmas in February. I mean, you can do it by yourself, but the rest of the world is celebrating starting in October and November and in December. So there are seasonal activities, no matter where you live, that simply don't move, that you sort of have to move with. So what is it that you can't do or won't be able to do in a month or two that you're going to have to do right now. And are there any of them fun? And in your business, is there any cycle that's coming up that you know happens every year? So typically, uh, if you have any sort of retail uh, business, it's going to ramp up significantly for the next couple of months that fall is typically the busiest quarter. And so that's, you can fight that or you can be like, it's not going to be possible for me to take a day off in three months. It's going to be insane. So I'm going to take this time right now. 
Question number four for choosing the important. That was my car key because I'm in my car. Number four, where can you infuse your priorities into your calendar with everyday actions, no matter how small? Where can you infuse your priorities into your calendar with everyday actions, no matter how small? So choosing the important for me looks like literacy, looks like supporting local institutions, and looks like in this very moment, um, saving money for some pretty big financial goals. So here I am at the library with books that I've requested, supporting my local institution and paying my overdue fines because I suck at returning things on time. There you go. Very, 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 very small example of choosing the important in everyday life. Yours might look like only eating organic foods. It might look like going to the gym three times a week, even though you don't want to. It might look like not going to the gym because you're typically one of those people that way overdoes it and instead you need to rest. I don't actually know what your important looks like. I only know that if you can get it down to a small thing that happens every day, it's one hell of a lot easier to manage. So um, I know a person who is obsessed with writing this book. All they think about, all they feel, like all they worry about. And also that person is incredibly committed to that book will happen in a two to three month window far, far away from all of society when all responsibilities are fulfilled and they have time to do things and dedicate all of that time to writing. If writing is important, it's okay to do it a little bit every day, especially if it's something that's really important to you that you think about a lot, that you love build it in some capacity into your everyday life. And I'm specifically using very vague gender pronouns so that you aren't like, hmm, I wonder who that, no, not important. The important part is you are probably reasonably never going to be handed two months of life with no responsibilities and the ability to make X project happen. But if it's important to you, how can you build that thing that you want to make into everyday life? And finally, question number five, what do you know is utterly important, but you act like it isn't, or it's no big deal, or whatever, it's just, it's just the thing I do. Where do you minimize your own talents? This might be the most telling question of all. Where are you like, it's no big deal, and you sort of look away or down, and your voice changes a little bit, like I go a little bit Kermit the Frog, it's no big deal. Um... What do you know is utterly important, like, but you act like it isn't or it's no big deal? That, that is the place to focus your time, your energy, and your attention. And it is probably related to your health, your work, and or your loved ones in some capacity. And I actually don't know the answers to this. I'm not giving you example answers because I don't know. I don't know your life. I do know that you're capable of doing this work and it's hard. So if you're like, yeah, but I still don't know how to choose the important. Here's what I'm going to suggest. So the questions, utter failure. Fine. We're moving on. Um, sit down with a pen and paper or pencil. I'm not judgy, uh, or a keyboard, whichever feels more comfortable and write a letter to yourself. And in this letter, don't even judge. It's a little woo and it's a little awesome. Let your 
higher or better or deeper or truer self, whatever you call that voice that comes to you that is not an asshole, that voice that is not telling you that you're fat, lazy, stupid, broke, whatever, the voice that comes to you that is kind, let that voice have a say and then actually give expression to that voice within you. Because there are worlds within you that are always trying to communicate, but they are never shouting. So the question here, and there's only one, is what's most important for you to know right now from yourself? Part of my work with stewardship, part of my work with coaching, part of my work with everything that I do is not to make me a guru who's much smarter than you. It's to help you tune into your own interiors and to build your internal muscles deeply and strongly until one day you're like, Kristen, what you're saying is not even that important because I'm just so fucking good at it. And I'm like, yes, exactly, because you can do it yourself, so you don't need me. Awesome. So what's most important for you to know right now from yourself is the question. And if you're like, Kristen, that sounds way too vulnerable. That is not something that I'm willing to do or I'm scared. It can be scary. It can be vulnerable. And it can also be really amazing to do this. And I'm actually going to share the one that I wrote um, to myself a few months ago. So in the struggle of this is months, like a few months let's say three, four. And I was in the struggle of, oh God, this is difficult. Oh God, I'm so tired. I don't know if this is ever going to get better. I'm doing my best. I'm working really hard. Every day feels like I am an elderly cat with no teeth trying to roller skate to Japan. And if you're like, how would you roller skate to Japan? It's by a sea and roller skates don't go over the sea. Exactly. Because then you're swimming with roller skates on and you're an elderly cat with no teeth. It has been rough, but of course, instead of just acknowledging like, this is my health, it has been rough, I am doing the best I can, I will continue to do the best I can, this will turn around, I was like, no, I need to come up with the next big thing, it needs to be really huge, it needs to be enormous, it has to have a launch, it has to have like a budget, and I have to figure this out right fucking now. And then I wrote this, dear Kristen, you're here to do so much more, but you have to address your health first. You have to make good habits and stick to them in the physical world. And then that energy will pour into every aspect of your life. That's sex. That's what you're eating. That's what you're consuming at the feed and online levels. That's making time for breath work. And that's making time to do yoga in a place where Neville won't lose his shit, which you two will figure out eventually. Your focus right now is healing in the physical world with your body as your ally and learning to talk to each other in the distinct, unique-to-you bodily way that no one can discern for you. I know you want to dream big and focus on some huge, distant thing, but really this undergirds the whole thing, and it will crumble if you try bringing one more huge dream to life without daily, purely physical support, as well as regular and ongoing access to the other realms. Habit, routine, and discipline are the names of this game, and they pay dividends in stability of all kinds, physical, mental, and financial, as well as spiritual. Be here now. Take damn good care of yourself and stop pretending that's no big deal on the way to something better. That is, in fact, the whole deal at the moment. Let your body take up space in your daily life. I love you. Kristen. So I wrote that. 
And of course, that's um, if you don't like the message you receive, then you've gotten what you need. <laughs> it's the rule. If you're like, if you're like, dear self, you are crushing it in every way, and I have no suggestions. Love me. That's that's not it. That's not it. That voice, you get the higher self voice was incredibly kind, incredibly loving, and also like, listen, get your shit together. Stop doing these things. Start doing these things. It's gonna work out. You are capable of doing this in your own life. I promise. It's just sitting down, setting a timer for 15 minutes and saying, what's the most important for you to know right now? Or in the case of you talking to yourself, what's most important for me to know right now? And that's it. That's all done. Finito. And then see what comes out. And if you want to share it, cool. I am Kay at KristenKelp.com or you can hit me up in the DMs on Instagram. Whatever it is, you can let me know that you did it. You can share what you wrote. It's fine. The game of it is that you might need help choosing the important and that if you let you help you choose the important, it's much more likely to stick than if someone else does it for you. If you would like my help sorting the important from the urgent, they're very different, prioritizing your daily tasks so that you what you say you want to do is actually something you're working toward or you want to figure out what it is that you're working toward steer your ship is the answer it's my six-month program with retreats in santa fe in september slash the first day of october and in la in april um, and it is fucking amazing if i do say so myself five of those spots are full that leaves five spots to go with a registration deadline of four weeks out. I want you to hit up kristenkelp.com slash S-Y-S. Book a call with me. We will talk for 15 minutes. Uh, we'll talk about what you need, where you're struggling, and what came up as important in your letter if you choose to do it. Also, if you are breastfeeding and you're like, I totally want to come to steer your ship. And I'm like, I totally want to have you. But also, no, just, just have the baby and just with baby like for the first year of a child's life you you have gotten your gold star from life you are good i love you and also um seership is going to be too much for you if you are currently um in the space where you've just had a baby it's not the time and congratulations otherwise you are not breastfeeding let's do this thing <laughs> Dunzos, kristenkelp.com slash S-Y-S. You can read testimonials, download the brochure, and book a call. I am not scary. I sound just like this, except that I'll probably try harder to make you laugh if I'm being honest, okay? And if you just want to email me, you know where to find me, k at kristenkelp.com. May you discern the important and the urgent. Know the difference between the two. May you fill your daily life with what you deem important. May you drop the shoulds from your priority list entirely. And may you find the deep courage it requires to listen to yourself and to take your own advice. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next week with part three.
Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.